somebody give him a praise in this place. Hallelujah. Sickness tried to keep me down, but God made it fail. God made it fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Lift up your hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord and give Him praise. Lift your voice and give Him a shout of praise. Oh, hallelujah. I believe if we do it one more time, we're going to shatter something in the atmosphere right now. Lift your voice and give Him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Sometimes we feel like we turn God on and then we turn him off like a water faucet. But there's a river, there's a vein to get in, to swim, to flow. Amen. When you get there, when you get there, anything can happen. When you press into the dimensions of the supernatural, praise, and I know you know this, but praise is more than noise and it's more than excitement. It's, it, it, it's not hype and it's, it's not, it just, it's not just moving around and and being rambunctious. It moves things in the spirit realm. And angels begin to, to move. Amen. I believe there's angels in this building tonight. Praise God. There is, there is something that is, that is happening in the earth. I have been saying this the last uh, four or five weeks six weeks and I feel I feel the stirring of God doing his best to stir his church and to get us to kind of move move out from any amount of complacency that we've been in and to push beyond boundaries and to break tradition because the enemy the enemy is, is raging. I know it seems like things have, have calmed down a little bit since 20 and 21. And we don't see that, that vicious just knives, people attacking each other and uh, the enemy. You can just feel fear and terror and agitation in the spirit realm. And it seems like it's calmed down, but it hasn't calmed down. It's, it's just a lot more subtle and methodical now 
and the enemy is doing everything he can. He's doing, notice what I'm saying here. He's doing everything he can to methodically put things in place for what we know has been prophesied about in the scripture for the last days. But at the same time, God's not gonna be outdone. God's not gonna allow the enemy to get the glory. Praise God. He is stirring, he is stirring the people of God. He is stirring the church. And I tell you, I wanna be, I wanna be right in the center of the will of God. I, I don't wanna be just, just kind of drifting along. This is not, this is not the time to, to be complacent and, and to just be kind of drifting along as, as a typical Christian or apostolic even. Amen. But to bear down and to be led by the Spirit of God. And I, I believe a mighty, mighty revival is happening. I believe it's coming. Amen. But you got to be careful. The Bible said in these days, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Amen. I don't want to be shaken. I don't want to be sifted out of the church. Amen. God, God is preparing his church for a great and great a great mighty harvest how many of you believe that tonight amen I appreciate the worship team and I appreciate your worship amen and I appreciate your bishop and your first lady and brother Isaac brother Judah Williams and appreciate their contributions in ministry, not only music, but in many other areas and preaching of the word. And I, what, what a great, what a great family that you have aligned yourself with and you'll never regret it if you'll stay the course. Now, just, just looking around here. Now he, he told me, he told me that Sunday nights are a little lighter than, than Sunday morning, but you ought to be a personal recruiter for, for people that come on Sunday morning. You ought to find you one person. You know, hey, we, you know, we, we're soul winners, but sometimes you got to be saint winners. We got <laughs> to get, we got to get, we got to get some of the saints of the Most High God that come on Sunday mornings. Uh, if you're a Sunday morning goer only, but you just happen to sneak in here tonight, don't be that way. Amen. Sunday morning and Sunday night, I I grew up when the doors are open, you're there. You don't miss. You don't miss for a little sniffle, a little uh, you know, a little uh, scratchy throat. You know, feeling kind of oh, I just feel kind of down, tired. Or I'm working too much. No, my father, my father told me. He said, you're going to get a job that doesn't interfere with church. And, and if it does interfere with church, you're going to quit the job. I remember, I remember working at the Wyndham Hotel in Houston, Texas, when I was a teenager. And my bishop, who was not the bishop at the time, but he was there in revival for 13 weeks. Many nights, the service would go till till 11, 12, 12, 30 at night because of the move and the depth of the Holy Ghost and nobody wanted to leave. And 
back in those days, we didn't have cell phones. Well, they kind of were coming on the scene, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I didn't have the money to, to own a cell phone, but we, we had a phone in the foyer and I was supposed to be at work at 11 o'clock. I worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., drove home every morning, changed clothes and went to college. And, and um, but I, I remember many, many nights in that revival calling them at 10, 10.30 and saying, hey, I just told them, church is still going on. I'm not going to be on time tonight. If you just hang tight. Say, they didn't fire you? No, they sure didn't. When you stand up for what's right, God's going to take care of you all the time. We, we need that kind of revival. We need, a, we need an unpredictable revival. And we need, we need something that is, that is out of the ordinary, so supernatural that it can't be defined. And you go out of the building saying, I, I don't know what that was, but that was God being sovereign. And uh, people need to go out of here saying, man, did you see that tumor disappear off that, off that man's neck? Did you see that? Did you see the reaction when that woman realized that she wasn't paralyzed anymore and God lifted her up out of the wheelchair? And God, God not only can, but but He will. He will. You know, I'm I'm so delighted to be here uh, with you this this week and um, Monday night leadership tomorrow night and, and Tuesday service. I, I want to read one verse of scripture um, out of First Chronicles chapter chapter twelve, and I hope you. I'm now I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. You know, catch your breath a little bit when we're seated here. Just a moment, stay standing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you um, catch your breath uh, for a little bit. But I hope you've got I hope you've got some preaching. You praise God, and um, I don't know how this sounds out there, but it sounds wonderful up here. And so I appreciate those of you that have, that have made some adjustments here. It's it's uh, it's a big deal to me first chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32 and of the children of Issachar everybody say the children of Issachar and of the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times not just Issachar but the children of Issachar had understanding of of the times to know what Israel ought to do the heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment they had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do everybody say this it's time it's time it's a critical hour for the church. And if you're, if you're having trouble finding your spirituality, I'm thankful you can shout, but I want to know how you can pray. And I'm thankful that you're faithful to the house of God and that you're givers and worshipers, but I want to know, can you hear his voice? The church has to be mobilized 
in, in this time and this hour. Now, I believe, I believe that, that that phrase is applicable to the church at large. I believe it's time. And I believe it is applicable to this church, the Rock Church. I fully expected to come to this podium tonight preaching something totally different. And this afternoon in my hotel room, the Lord began to direct me in this direction. And I'm, I'm gonna do the very best that I can to get to where the Lord is trying to take us uh, tonight. And, um, and I hope you will, will go with me. Would you make contact with your neighbor and let's, let's lift our voices and let's pray one for another that there would be perfect unity in this place. Father, we need your flow. Come on, lift your voice. We need your power. We need your anointing. We need, Lord God, your spirit. We need the giftings to be in operation, Lord Jesus, to move and to speak and to help us to understand and to know the things that we do not clearly know at this time. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to come together in one mind, in one mind, and one accord. Let there be perfect unity of mind, perfect unity of spirit, and let the name of the Lord be highly exalted in the name, in the name of Jesus, and you may be seated. We, um, we, we would love to just know the future. Wouldn't that be great if we just knew all the details? We, we think it would at least. Uh, and I think sometimes if we knew the treachery that we were gonna face a year, five years down the road, we probably would not want to know the future. But when you're trying to feel your way and, and, and get direction for your family and for your, your career and for your ministry and for your life as a whole, Many times it feels like you're just kind of feeling your way through the dark. And that's why the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so God is always going to leave plenty of stuff in our lives that require us to continue a walk of faith. And so we exercise that on a daily basis. This morning, I made the statement that the Lord knows the end from the beginning. And he is the author and the finisher of our faith. It would be great to know what's going to happen in this meeting that Bishop and whomever is, is having in the next week or so. It'd be great to know exactly what the outcome is, but we don't know exactly what the outcome is but we know that God has it all under control. And so we, we move forward by faith. Faith is so important, uh, not, not just for like the healing of the sick and things, but for, for a daily walk. Faith releases revelation. Faith releases revelation. Every time you exercise your faith, God reveals another piece of the puzzle so that you can move forward. Uh, unbelief causes blindness. Unbelief causes blindness. The moment that you stop moving and walking by faith, there is, a, there is a cloudiness that comes to things. There is a blindness that comes to you. 
And so then you, you get a little carnal and you start trying to fix everything yourself and you have a, something happen that you didn't count on and it, it messes you up and you get frustrated and, and you start making rash decisions and bad decisions and, and uh, you start throwing money at stuff and bad, bad money after good money and then before you know it, you're in, you're in a mess. But the Lord is leading us. He is leading us through this journey that we're on. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Praise God. Everybody in here uh, has a destiny. The, the scripture says to everything, there is a season. To everything, there is a season. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a thing. Some of you husbands and wives, might, I don't know, y'all, some of y'all got in trouble right there. Now, if the husband, if, if you're talking to your wife, you might just tell her you're a pretty thing. So, but, but to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. There is a season for everything and there is a time to every purpose. That means that your life is not an accident. That means that the Lord, this walk that he has you on, he is taking you places that if you could just catch a glimpse a little bit in the future and see the miraculous things that God desires to do in your life, I think you would have even worshiped harder tonight than you did worship. Because the scripture said, I know the thoughts that I have for you. They're thoughts of good and not of evil. They, I have an expected end. I have, I have chosen a path for you. I have chosen a destiny for you. And so you matter to God. You, you, you've been plucked out of the soil of this world, out of the, the fallow ground of this world, and you have been planted in the, in the fertile soil of the kingdom of God, and God has a purpose for you. There is a ministry for you. There is an anointing that God has put on your life to carry out that ministry. But sometimes, sometimes we get frustrated. We get frustrated because it's not our season yet. And we're trying to find our purpose, but it's not the time for our purpose yet. And, and we're short-sighted, and that's why people backslide a lot of times, I think. They, they give up, and they lose heart, and they lose faith, and they, they feel that this is a dead-end street, and this is, this is just not what I thought that it was going to be, and this is not what I planned on. This is not all, the, all these unexpected things that are happening. This cannot be the will of God. But yeah, bad things happen inside the will of God as well, because you've got to be prepared for your season, and you've got to be prepared for your time. And so the Lord works on us, and he uses life situations, and he uses all kind of things, and people, and opportunities, and, and challenges that, that we are faced with. He uses them so that he can test us, and try us, and mold us and squeeze on us and purge things out of us. Are you here tonight? Amen. You can say amen whenever you feel like it. He, he is, he is uh, burning things out of us. Our God is a consuming fire. 
And so daily, it's, it's not just every once in a while. Every day when you wake up, you're on the Lord's mind. He's got his eyes on you. He, he knows the path that you're gonna take today, tomorrow, next week, next month, six months from now, and he is working all things for your good. All things work together for the good of them that love God, who are the called according to his what? According to his purpose. There is a time for every purpose under heaven, and there is a season for every thing. Amen. You have a season, and you have a time. So if you're, if you're walking with God, nothing happens in your life by accident. Nothing happens by accident. The enemy attacks, God knew it was coming. People attack, God knew that it was coming. And the Lord is, is moving you down this path to get you to his expected end. Some of you may journey for years not even realizing the place that God is trying to take you to. And all of a sudden, one day, it's like something changes, like a switch has been flipped, like a curtain has been drawn back, like the sun looks a little different today than it did 10 years ago or six months before. And it's not an accident. It's, it's not like you just woke up today and well, it's Friday and it's, and it's sunny outside and God decided to do something in your life. No, God designed that for your life long before you ever knew what God was doing in your life because he has a time and he's got a purpose for your life. If you believe that, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? And give him praise. Now, he, he says here in Ecclesiastes, I'll read this in the, in the New Living Translation. It said, yet God has made everything beautiful for its time. God has made everything beautiful for its time. You're not just being made beautiful. You are not just being molded in his image. You are not just created in his likeness. You are not just destined for, for supernatural things to happen in your life, but you have been made beautiful for your own time. There is a time that God wants to bring you to that's gonna impact more people than yourself. There are people that are depending on you, that are not even saved right now, that are not even in the kingdom of God right now, or maybe they're in the kingdom of God. But the Lord is working you and he's working on you and he is, he is directing you and he is taking you step by step in that direction because there is a time and it's your time and it's gonna affect people in that time so that God can do through them what he's wanted to do. But you gotta be patient with the process. And so the Bible said that, that he has planted eternity He's planted eternity in the human heart. That's a powerful statement. Think about the fact that if you think God didn't give humanity uh, creative power, think about, the power, think about the fact that you have the ability to create a living soul. You with two human beings coming together, you have the ability not, not to just bring a baby into the world. No, that's a living soul. God has put creative power on the inside of you. I'm praying for revelation to hit this place tonight. Because here's what we do. We're so short-sighted and near-sighted that, that we're looking at all the, the stuff and we get in the weeds and 
We, we got bills piling up and we got friends that have forsaken us and, and we've got career choices to make and we're busy getting educations and, and uh, we're working on this and, and working on that. And the, we just keep our vision right down here. But if you lift your eyes above the fray, there is a divine appointment that some of you are coming to. You don't even know that God has scheduled an appointment for you in your life. Amen, but you're headed somewhere. This ain't just about coming up here on Tuesday and Sunday morning, Sunday night, getting our praise on and getting our shout on. You've been brought to the kingdom right now for such a time as this. You need to understand that these are the last days. This is not the generation from 100 years ago. This is the generation upon whom the ends of the world shall come. Somebody shout amen. Praise God. So there. There is, a, there is a time, it is your own time. The Bible said he planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see, listen, the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. My job here tonight is to get you to look in the spirit realm, to understand that the enemy knows your name, that the de devil cares whether you succeed or not. That, that there, is, there is a devil that's walking about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There is a devil that's hoping you won't pray until you get a breakthrough. You'll just pray until you lay down your wish list in front of God. There is a devil out there that's hoping that you think that you don't matter to the kingdom of God. And so you just kind of go through the motions. Help me preach right now. There's an enemy out there that just wants you to sit on the pew and be part of the church and mind your own business and do what you're told. But God has chosen you for bigger and better things than that. And I'm telling you, if you make up in your mind, the enemy is not going to win this battle. God is going to give you power and he's going to use you for his kingdom. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise? Help me with that if you would. Praise God. Now, the children of Issachar were, these, these were the people, I just need somebody to open the cap. These, these were the people that they, they had understanding of the time. It, 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 was, it was something that God imparted to, to Issachar and that it flowed down through his children. You need to understand that the giftings and the anointing on your life flows down from generation to generation. And the Bible wasn't just talking about Issachar. He was talking about 200, 200 heads of the families in the tribe of Issachar. These were the people that created the Jewish calendar. Now, the Jewish calendar has two new years. It has a, it has a sacred new year, and it has a civil new year. Amen. But it has two new years. And it, it's important because we, we don't operate by the Jewish calendar. Now, there's symbolism there because that Jewish calendar represents the spiritual calendar, those that are led by the Spirit of God. And the Gregorian calendar are those of you that think your, wife, your life has no purpose and that you don't matter and that you're just gonna go about life and you're just gonna get busy and you're gonna fill your calendar with stuff and I'll go on vacation when I wanna go on vacation. I'll come to church when I wanna come to, can I preach right now? Can I just act like I'm home? And, 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 we, and we fill our lives with stuff. 
I'm meeting them at lunch, you know, on Wednesday. We're going to talk about this and talk about that. I think I'll join, you know, school. I think I'll get an education in a university. But you've got to think bigger than that. We don't operate by the world's calendar. When God pulls you up out of the world, he puts you on a spiritual calendar. And you are, you are on a divine appointment that the Lord is trying to take you to. And if you're over here when you should have been over there, you're going to miss what God's really trying to do in your life. If you zig when you should have zagged, there's some things that God wants to do in your life that he's going to have to delay because you're out of the timing of God. God. It is important not just for this man to understand the timing of God for the Rock Church Fort Myers. It is important for every child of God that calls this their church to be in lockstep with God, to be in divine synchronization with God, to take every step by faith. If that's what God says, then I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be off over here while he is spearheading what God is saying to do for this church. I'm going to get right with him and I'm going to walk with him. When he puts his foot down, I'm going to put my foot down. And when he's not around, I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because our time is here. Because our time is coming. I've come to tell this church tonight it is time. And somebody ought to lift your voice right now and say, I believe it. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Praise God. And so we operate by a different calendar. Now Paul, the Bible said that, that Paul was, a, was one that was, that was born out of, out of due time. The Bible, the Bible says, if I can find it here, he said, uh, he said after that, hold on just a minute, I'm sorry, yes, he said after that he was seen of James and then of all the apostles and last of all he was seen of me also. Paul talking about himself as of one born out of due time. Everybody say due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meant to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. The new live or the living Bible in verse eight says it like this. Last of all, I saw him too. I saw Jesus too just like the 12 apostles did. But I saw him in a way that nobody, they didn't see him. He said, long after the others, I saw him as though I had been born almost too late for this. And I wanna tell somebody, you might think that it's too late, but it's not too late. You might think that you missed your moment, but you, you can recover your moment right now. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost right now that it wasn't too late for Paul. And God revealed himself to Paul in a way that he didn't reveal to Peter, James, and John. They saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. But Paul, who was Saul, looked up in the heavens and said, Who art thou, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus. I'm telling you, God wants to give somebody a revelation that he's not giving everybody else. You ought to covet that right now. And don't worry that it's taken a little longer than you thought it should have taken because God is going to make sure that it's not past time, but it's right on time. Praise God. You be seated. Esther, Esther's minding her own business. You know, she's, she's this young girl 
And she's, she's just, yeah, I don't know what she's doing. But there's a lot of persecution going on. And Esther doesn't even have it in her mind that her life is about to change forever. One young girl is about to shift the tide of an entire nation. Don't you tell me that God cannot find one saint of God or one prayer warrior or one church or one man of God to shift the tide of an entire nation. I know we got a lot of junk going on in this nation right now. I feel my help right now. I know we got a lot of trash we've had to put up with for the last three years. But you need to understand, God can take one man, one woman, or one church and shift the entire direction of this nation. And when it looks like the enemy's winning, all of a sudden revival comes to every church around this country. Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now and thank him for that. Now here, here, comes, here comes Mordecai. You be seated. Here comes Mordecai. And he, and he tells her. He has this conversation with her. And it's almost like Mordecai knows he's feeling something from God. But he kind of says it like this. Who knows? but that you have been brought to the kingdom. For such a time. Because everything has a season. And there's a time for every purpose. And God selected the thing and got her attention and said, hey honey, it's your season because there's a purpose that I want to fulfill through you. Don't you get worried about the people of God. I've already flipped to the book of Revelation and I've seen that we win this thing and I've seen that God is still in control and it doesn't matter how much that the enemy comes in like a flood. God has a church in this earth and the gates of hell shall not. Come on, somebody shouting, shall not prevail against it and so I just wonder I just wonder tonight I just wonder tonight next week, next month when chaos is breaking out and hell is raging that somebody comes with you to you with a word from the Lord that says hey you've kept yourself and God has prepared you Who knows but that you've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. You know, there's never been a great revival. There's never been a great awakening since Bible times up until our time without an apostolic prayer meeting. And sometimes it might be like a young college girl in Topeka, Kansas. In her shift, it goes, she goes up to the prayer tower. And in her shift, in modern times, God begins to pour out his spirit upon her. 
and she begins to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. I don't know if William Seymour knew exactly what God was gonna do with him. Boy, I wish I had a preaching church here right now. I don't know if William Seymour, I think he was just hungry for God. He was just looking for more of God. He wanted that Holy Ghost. He was getting cast aside in every direction. But sooner or later in his own revival, he's preaching a revival about the Holy Ghost and he don't even have the Holy Ghost. But God begins to pour out. I'm telling you one prayer warrior. I'm telling you one preacher, one man of God, one woman of intercession can move heaven and earth. Who knows that you've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Come on, I mean really praise him. I mean really praise him. Come on, like I'm going to give you 20 seconds to praise him like you really want to praise him and like you believe him. You're a person of destiny. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, praise him. How many of you feel the Lord talking to you right now? Don't raise your hand if you don't feel it. How many of you feel the Lord talking to you right now? You ought to get a hold of this. You know, I have, I have seen people used at a young age and they possess this otherworldly kind of wisdom. They're young, they might be 19 years old, but they speak like a 40 year old. They might be 19 years old, but they pray like a seasoned warrior. They might be 17, but when the Spirit of God gets to moving on them, they open up their mouth and prophesy and things change in the spirit realm. And people say about those kind of people, they say, well, he's ahead of his time. Let me tell you about people that are ahead of their time, they're trailblazers. They are, they're spearhead people. They, they normally get dismissed by everybody else. Well, they're weirdos. They're not speaking the same language as we are. They're not, they're not talking the same the same current vernacular and the reason is because God has accelerated the process in their life because for everything there is a season and God is trying to rust them into that season and he cannot wait, my God have mercy, he cannot wait till they get to a certain age to get them into that season because for every purpose there is a time, my God I feel it right now and I'm trying to tell somebody you cannot live for God on a surface relationship not here not now we've got to go deep we've got to go high we've got to be mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds ahead of his time he's ahead of his time she she's ahead of her time but God's saying no she's right on time we say well they're beyond their years God says, oh no, I, 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 brought them, I brought them here right on time. We need 
some children of Issachar in this day that'll get out of the headlines, that'll quit worrying about the stuff going on in the world and say, I know where I'm supposed to be. I know where my help comes from. I know how God got a hold of me. I know what God brought me out of. Do I have anybody that used to be a drug addict in here? Wave your hand if you used to be a drug addict. Come on. Now look, did you, did you take those drugs? Just said, man, I'm gonna take some drugs and chill. No, you caused some problems. You, you got out of the confines of your, your dignity. But somehow when we come to the house of God, we don't want to disrupt anything. We don't want to, <laughs> we don't, we, we don't want to stir anything up. Well, I want to stir something up. I, I'm going to tell you something. Now, if he says this, then listen to him and don't listen to me. But I was warned all my life about devils. Don't start, don't pick a fight. Just let them lay. Just don't mess with them. Because man, they'll do, they'll do some bad things to you. Just let them be where they are. I got news for you. God called me to the kingdom for such a time as this. When I drove into town in 2001, August the 7th, 2001, I had already been in a 21 day fast before I got there. I had already been wrestling for 21 days, for hours and hours and hours every single day with the Prince of Louisville, Kentucky. And when we got elected there, when I drove into town, I let the prince of that city know, you've been here long enough. You've had control long enough. We're not gonna just have church. We're gonna bind you up because the kingdom of God has come to this place. I wish I had somebody believe me right now. Oh, somebody ought to be bold enough to go into your community, go into your neighborhood, uh, and to go on your family reunions uh, and say, hey, I don't mean to stir anything up, but I'm about to stir something up because I have been called. My gosh, somebody ought to praise him. Anybody feel it right now? Come on, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to preach you a sermon. Anybody feel it right now? Do the spectators feel it? Let me tell you something about the body of Christ. The Spirit of God, oh Lord, help me not to get in trouble here. The Spirit of God animates, it animates your physiological temple. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Spirit of God gets, are y'all still here? Spirit of God gets to moving. It'll make you do stuff. It'll make you pray in a way that you didn't pray before that anointing came on you. It'll animate you. And it bothers me when the Spirit of God is moving, but people aren't moving because that tells me they're not willing to be animated by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you something, I learned a long time ago, the first level of revelation is observation. I don't need discerning of spirits to know there's some people in this place tonight that are cold as ice. And some way or another, 
You've got to make up in your mind. I didn't come tonight to just have church. I came to be the church. I'm not here to just go through the motions here tonight. I'm here to have an apostolic move of God because when I walk out of here, tomorrow there's going to be a devil that's waiting on me. There's going to be somebody that needs the word that God has put in my mouth. I'm going to let God animate my body here tonight and I'm going to praise him, but I'm going to walk in authority. I give you 15 seconds to let the Holy Ghost animate you right now. Some of you are doing so good. I'm going to give you a bonus five seconds. Amen. To get your hands moving, to get your feet moving, to get your voice lifted, to get your mind in gear. Come in, come on, because it's time. Because it's time. You better know, my God, have mercy. You better know what time it is. Come on, I'll give you five more seconds. It's looking better in here. And it's feeling better in here. Come on, this message may not be directly to you, except that it is. Except that it's to everybody in this building. It's to whosoever will. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Somebody better turn your spiritual ear toward heaven and realize what time it is. I can't be twiddling my thumbs right now. It's time. Oh, hallelujah. Been working on your family for 10 years. They still won't come to church, but I'm telling somebody it's time. Been working on a breakthrough for the last six months, and the devil has kept you incarcerated, and your flesh has been discouraged, but I'm telling somebody in this place, it's time. You're standing in the middle of a prophetic moment in this place. Whoa. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Come on. Break something right now. Shout to God right now. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, come on. I feel chains getting ready to break right now. I feel shackles getting ready to come off right now. You've been called to the kingdom, and it's time. Come on, don't look at me. Look at me. Don't look at me. Let God move in your life. Let him move on you right now. Somebody can come under the weight of a fresh apostolic anointing. Whoa! My God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I dare somebody right now to bow up your
your shoulders. Pull back your shoulders and say, devil, I've had enough. You fooled me long enough, but I'm coming out in the authority of the Spirit because it's time. Hallelujah. Shalom Kinti. Come on, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Whoa! Hallelujah! Hey! My God! My God! Come on, the Holy Ghost is trying to invade this place right now. The Holy Ghost is trying to invade this place right now. I know you've been weary. I know you've been waiting. I know you felt like it was the wrong season, but it's time. Somebody needs to open your mouth and shout glory. Somebody ought to tell the Lord right now. God, let your angels be loosed in this city. Let it be loosed in this building. In the name of Jesus, huh? Hallelujah. Shalomahiah. Whoa. Jesus, Jesus, I can preach some more if you need it, but I think it's time right now. I think it's time for somebody to be healed in your body, but I've been praying for 30 times for this. It don't matter, it's time. I'm telling somebody it's time. I'm telling somebody it's time for a financial breakthrough. It's time for a new anointing. It's time for you to get in your prayer closet and lock yourself in and don't come out until you hear from God. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Jesus, Come on, pray in tongues right now. Don't look around. Open your mouth and pray in tongues. But do it with authority. You're mighty. You are mighty through God. It's going to be different this time because it's time. Come on. We need some children of Issachar to have understanding of the times to tell the church what they ought to do. My God, my God. Come on. It's about to blow in this place. Glory. 
is coming in because it's time. Hallelujah. That stronghold is coming down because it's time. That spirit of fear that's been attacking your mind is about to be broken because it's time. That spirit of infirmity that's in you is about to be broken because it's time. I'm telling somebody, it's your time. It's your time. for you you gotta get it for yourself nobody can help you get it my god but you can get it for yourself hallelujah i need somebody in this place that says i can't wait another day i gotta get it now Somebody's about to break out of the shout. Somebody's about to run. Somebody's about to dance. Somebody's about to get victory. I don't care what happened last season. It's a new day. My God. My God. Jesus. Jesus. If you're not praying for yourself, pray for somebody else. If you don't need this, lay hands on somebody that does. Oh, there's victory at the Rock Church. There's prophetic destiny at the Rock Church. Hallelujah. That's it. I don't care what they said about me. I don't care what they did to try to discourage me. I don't care how many times that the devil told me it was over. It ain't too late. You're not out of season. You're right on time. Hallelujah. somebody's about to cross over I feel like somebody's moving in a new dimension I feel like somebody's gonna walk out of this building tonight to bone in the Holy Ghost Yay! Jesus Jesus
this before. It's time to go to a new dimension. You shouted like this before. It's time to cross over. Come on, it's time. It's time to get in that flow. It's time to walk in power. It's time to live in pain. Apostolic breakthrough. Shalalalabo, shake chaos. 